Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. How are you? I am so amazing. I was freaking out. (laughs) That's okay. We are live. Um, Good morning, everyone. You are um, home with Renee Antoinette, Miss Hondo Antoinette, and I'm super excited for this season because we're talking about the hood that we are from, this thing called motherhood. And (laughs) I have uh, Ronika Taylor on with me today, and I'm super excited. She's um, actually the first mom that we are talking to this season. And um, Ronika, before we, you know, jump right into it, why don't you just let our listeners know like a little bit about yourself? Um, I know you're a mom of three, but kind of give them just a quick rundown of like who you are. Okay. Well, I first am so honored to be the first mom and excited that you saw something in me to choose me. So thank you for having me. Um, Just a little bit about myself. I started this hood or jumped into this hood (laughs) at the ripe age of 25 with the birth of my first daughter, who is 19 years old. She will be 20 this coming October. And then I have a daughter who just turned 15 this month. She is a bilingual princess, as I often call her. And then I have a miracle baby that came after my cancer. And his name is Mr. Rico. And we just finished writing a book together. Oh, my goodness. Love it. Yes. I am a former school teacher for Compton Unified. I taught for them for 15 years. So I followed the American dream of going to college and getting a degree. A few of them, actually. And then I walked away right after the cancer. And now I educate families on finances and wealth building. And I'm an author. I just finished my second book with more to go. Yes, love it. So y'all could definitely see why I wanted um, Ronika to come on and share a little bit about her experiences. As you guys know, you know, I like to just have transparent conversation. Um, about the things that I go through because I feel like there's so much strength in our vulnerability and in kind of the wealth of our experiences. And so as we're going through this season, you'll hear from all kinds of different moms. Um, But as I'm getting ready to uh, celebrate my 13th uh, 13th anniversary coming up in April. Yes. Yes, honey, I'm behind you. I'm right behind you. Um, I wanted to, to talk through just some of the perspectives of motherhood through the lens of being, um, you know, a breast cancer survivor and thriver. Um, so we'll, we'll talk about that. But first, Ranika, like, did you always want to be a mom? I know you said as far as like education, you kind of followed the American dream. Was being a mom a part of that American dream for you as well? Um, I would say yes. I never wanted to be a mother, but I wanted to do things right. And so I married young at 23. And when I got married, the guy that I was dating, I met him when I was 14. And I just knew I was going to marry him at 14. And he wanted four children. And I knew he wanted children. And I tried to talk him out of it the older we got. But there was no talking talking him out of it. And so I knew that by marrying him, I would have to do it. And so I was reluctant at first, but I thank God for each of my babies, because if it weren't for them, I wouldn't have the fight that I have. 
Yes, for sure. I would say that's definitely one of the things that I feel like um, shifts. Well, I want—I don't want to put that blanket that blanket on everybody, but for me, for sure, I definitely think. Um, you know, I think I shared in earlier episodes of this podcast that I that be like you like being a mom wasn't like on my radar like that right. I wasn't I wasn't necessarily anti being a mom but right I always knew that I wanted to be married and I wanted to be a wife but I never right. really really sat down and thought about being a mom like I wasn't one of those people who had all their the kids list. names picked out yeah and like, <laughs> <laughs> you know what are they gonna if it's okay, a boy so, it's well, Byron yeah exactly exactly <laughs> um but yeah, I definitely agree that then becoming a mom, it gives you so much more. It gave me so much more fight for sure. It gave me something to um, to strive toward. Like yeah, for even sure. in my own personal development, it's like it's not, everything that I do is no longer just for me. Oh, no. <laughs> like you lose your identity. I remember going places and they're like, oh, where's Courtney? Oh, where's Corinne? Right. I'm like, oh, hi. Hi to you right. too. <laughs> right. I'm here. Is that enough? <laughs> yeah. No, it's never enough anymore. <laughs> My and mom even said all gifts go to the kids now. Oh, okay. Oh, goodness. Yes. Honestly. And I can only imagine because you have three. Um, because, yeah. Yeah. Child. Mm. And that's a, another thing that I wanted to cover on, on this season is making sure that, just to touch on that point, like, what are the ways that you make sure you still maintain your own identity? Like, how do you feed that and fuel for yourself that, who is Ronika outside of Ronika's right. mom? Right. Well, I would say that it. I was maybe two years ago I started that because prior to yeah. then, there was no Renika outside of that. I was from 2003 when I had my first daughter to 2008 when I had my last child. It was about them and their needs and what they need to do. And this one plays basketball and this one has to go to this lesson and do this and do that. And so it wasn't until I started the process of my divorce that I actually said, whoa, these kids are getting old and they're about to be out the house. What right. will there be after they are gone? And so I just started going out with my friends, cousins, maybe once a week during that process, just to get through that process. And now I take breaks. I take time out. My mom is my rock. So she'll call me like, can I come and get Rico, which is my baby boy. I'm like, can't you come get him? What? He, he's, he's really backpacked at the back door. Well, like, is this a trick question? <laughs> he's got to go back. <laughs> Man. And so just, just taking time to to just yeah. get in touch with myself, meditate, pray, read. This year I dedicated myself to reading 12 books and I had to add thir- three more books to the list because I was going faster than I had projected. Oh, and just goodness. like mental health and making sure and not feeling guilty a lot of times we want to give our kids our all and then we have nothing left but if we pour from an empty cup we're not pouring anything so just filling myself up so that i am more for them yes love because they about to be gone 10 years they're all gonna be gone wow (laughs) yeah um no i i feel all of that i i would say the same maybe even kind of the same timeline, maybe not necessarily two years ago, but yeah, I would say probably right in around two years ago, I started feeling the same 
kind of itch to to look back to myself and yeah. um even though I looked I don't think I really did anything about it <laughs> until <recently>. right right <laughs> right um I realized that I had no self-care practices and I joke yeah. about this on like my social media like I <laughs> this is really <laughs> let me just be honest go like, ahead girl go ahead I'm I'm so you know for the people for my child that I'm like I don't even lotion my lip like my I'm not lotion yeah. I'm only lotioning right what is feet and hands huh yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> whatever <laughs> The central areas. You throw them jeans on. Can't nobody see that. Right. Right. Girl, I'm trying to tell you. If I got to feel toe, you. And my big toe is poking out. Only my big toe is getting lotion. And I'm telling you. <laughs> only what's seen. Go take them pants off. Goodness Especially in the winter, you can get away with that. Ooh. In the summer, it's a little harder. It's a little rough. Um, Lotions that won't make you sweat too much. <laughs> and honestly, I... I I really sat back and I'm like, wait a minute. I, you mean to tell me that I don't even have time to lotion my body when I get right. out the shower? Like, Brene, right. come on. Like, you, you're going to have to make time for some of these things. Um, and then last, the end of last year, I went through a breakup. And so I, uh, fall of last year, um, I started to also kind of look at what it looks like to romanticize myself. Yeah. Like, oh, I love to, that. I got chills. Yeah, like to to date myself, but not in the way that I feel like social media is portraying. I'm not a person who wants to go to dinner by myself. That's just not me. Okay. I'm more power to people who want to do that or like <laughs> go to the. Like, have I done it? Yes. Have I gone to the movies by myself one time many years ago? I didn't care for it, but right. <laughs> I, I want to hold it. hands in the movie theater, follow a little bit. Not <laughs> love. When I, you know, or when we watching the previews, I want to look at somebody and be like, we seeing that? No, we're not seeing that. You know what I mean? Put that on my yeah. list. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Um, but what I do like to do for myself, and this kind of goes back to the motherhood also, but like, I like to get dressed for myself. I, I want to be dressed up because fashion is a part of the way that I romanticize my life. I, right. Look good, feel good. Yes, I redecorated yeah. my room, or kind of, kind of, yeah, yeah. I redecorated my room, and it's a very like a romantic, sultry kind of vibe in here now. And oh, I nice. love, I love the vibe. Like, I love my where I live, but I don't Man. have to leave my room anymore. You know, what Man. Like? you are like so <laughs> preaching. Like, I literally have chills listening to you, and I'm glad that I didn't know this beforehand because. That's the same thing I did when my ex-husband moved out. I said, okay, in order for me to still stay here and we were together, yeah. I met him at 14, married at 23, divorced. This November made it officially legal, wow. 20 years cool. and nine months to the day. So we literally grew up together. All of my children are by him. And when he left, um, he came back to paint for me for Mother's Day last year. That was my okay. Mother's Day. Thank he you. painted for me. I hung up. <laughs> pictures on the wall yes yeah. you can live every day with intention when you focus yeah. on the good the good gets better mm. and my room is my spot I have my vision board on one wall I have my yeah. positive wall I have my lamps my daughter put my nightstands together like yeah. I literally revamped my entire room I don't yeah. want the same sheets pillows right look I Get want it, it all to look new <laughs> I got a new TV stand 
I have uh-huh. pretty little, you know, touch things that you get from like home goods, raw. Yep. I was like, yep. when I walk yep. in my room, I want to just feel the energy. I'm big on energy. Yes, love that. And I think that's so important, like you said, especially from a mom motherhood, but well, just a, a perspective period, but specifically for this season, like especially as a mom, because you can't pour from an empty cup, like you said. No. And it's no. it's simple things like having a room that has good energy, that is beautiful, that can, you know, re-energize you. Like, yeah. my, it's so funny because Sanaya slept in here with me um, two nights ago. And she was like, man, because I was, we were watching the show and I had fallen asleep and woken up and started watching it again. And I was just assuming she was watching. And I leaned over to say, da, 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 you know, like, and can you and she was out. Knocked out. <laughs> in the bed and she was like no I can't I can't leave right that's how my kids are like no get out look no it's self-care time I'm locking the door (laughs) the door yeah but she was like with the next morning because I let her just sleep in here but the next morning she was like something about your room your bed just does it for me every time like I just it's like a hotel in here I'm like yes mission accomplished (laughs) that's exactly the vibe of what That's I wanted to be for me and um, I wanted to make sure if my money was tight I could still be at home and be okay yeah Ooh. I'm into pretty like <laughs> pretty and energy like okay my money yes. a little funny that's okay I could do something at home yes. and it's beautiful yes. yes love that that's so funny two of my girlfriends are coming over tonight and I said the same thing I said you know what the way that mm-hmm. the savings account is looking right now <laughs> Let's just drink a glass of wine and relax. <laughs> just come on and climb up in the bed with me and we just go sit here and talk and, and, and kiki, if you will. <laughs> right. Um, so coming into, like you said, you knew being uh, married to your husband, your ex-husband at the time, uh, husband at the time, my ex-husband now, uh, you knew you were going to have to kind of transition into being a mom. Do you feel like you had expectations or ideas of motherhood after accepting like okay so I'm gonna be a mom what did you kind of think motherhood was gonna be like or did you have any ideas well I didn't want to be a mother for vain reasons I thank God that he didn't listen to my plan um <laughs> my family uh tends to be overweight after childbearing and so I literally showed him a picture of my family members and I was like, see, this is why I just want to stay fit. I right, want to travel. Right. I want to see the world. Right. And a lot of his friends' wives were getting pregnant and he wanted us to raise our children together. And so he, he, he did not listen to my timetable and um, come to find out they all had miscarriages. And so I'm sitting here pregnant and we were supposed to be raising our babies together. And now I have to go around to these same friends. And, you know, oh, we would all get together, all yeah. the married couples. And I'm the only one pregnant. Well, now their children are younger than us. So they're, you know, six months younger than my daughter, a year, a year and a half and all of that. And so I didn't know anything. And so I had severe postpartum depression because I'm listening to my mom tell me what to do with my granny and my sister. And I didn't take the time to just really say, okay, this is what my child needs. I was taken from everybody and nothing from myself. Motherhood is typically, typically it's innate. You're just, women just naturally are nurturing, even if they're not mothers. 
And so I didn't listen to myself because I was too busy listening to everyone else around me. And she has taught me the most about motherhood. I've gone through the most with my oldest daughter. And I thank God that she's so brilliant because I look at her and I'm like, where did you come from? She's right. like, you mom, you're pretty amazing. Don't you know that? And I'm like, but no, but you're amazing girl. And right. I know that's not a word. I'm an educator. So. <laughs> but I had to, you can't fill it without saying amazing earth. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I love a made up word. I love it. Because the made up ones hit. <laughs> different huh yeah um no but I I I absolutely love that that you touched on that because I think that there are so many um you know whether you're listening to family and friends whether you're reading books or listening to podcasts you can always get feedback and insight from people but I really think that you know, each child is different, so they're going to require sure. different, mm-hmm. you know, they're going to need to be disciplined differently. They're going to need to be loved differently. And so I love that you said that, especially for, you know, the next question that I'm getting ready to ask is, um, like, now, how has your view of motherhood changed? So you got... You got all the advice and you got all the insight from everybody else, but instead of instead of listening to your own voice, what drives you now in your motherhood? Well, now I take what I love about what I've seen and then I put that into a bowl and mix it up and then I add my own spice to it. So a few times I compared myself to others, to my daughter, because I can talk candidly with both of my daughters. My son is still a little young. He's eight, so he's not you know, but he's wise too, though. Mm-hmm, and um, mm-hmm. my oldest daughter, I asked her one day, how could I be a better mother at when she moved out to go to, to Montana? Because she lives in Montana right now for college. I said, how can I be a better mother to your siblings? She said, listen more and react less. Mm. She said that at 17. Mm. And I said, wow, that's phenomenal because I've compared myself and I'm like I'm just not a good mom she's like mom you're the best mom ever for us and you love us individually so as a teacher I learned I have to you know tailor my lesson to certain children this child might learn faster than that child and so with my daughter she doesn't need my oldest she doesn't need a lot of attention she just needs you know the basics every once in a while she'll call on her mom like she moved into her first apartment she's like mom I need you here. I need you to help me line my cabinet. And I got on a plane and I went to her. My middle daughter, she made me, she may need me to take her to yogurt land or to get her nails mm-hmm. done. And mm-hmm. so I try to date my children individually and I know what they individually like. I love surprise gifts. So I'll put gifts on their bed and when they walk in the house and they go yeah. to their room, I like to follow them and watch their reaction to it. Aww. And it doesn't have to be uh, Valentine's Day or a this or a that. It could be it was a right. Wednesday and I was at Ross and saw something purple and know yeah. that she likes yeah. that. And yeah. so I'll go there and I'll do that. And so it's really given me more of a, it's like, I don't know. It's like, God, I thank you. Almost every other day, I'm like, wow, I cannot yeah. imagine my life without them. Like, I would be so bored. Right? <laughs> I'm like, I absolutely love it. And I love the fact that they're going to be gone soon, too. Yeah. And I'm not yes. a clingy mom. Like, yes. oh, my God, my baby went away for a week. I cried the whole week. No, 
I took care of myself for a week. I went to the nail shop. I went to the spa. I called and FaceTimed them every night. And then I went back to me. And when they came home, I screamed at the airport and ran to them. I'm that mom. I'm that yes. mom. You want to yes. go? Go ahead and go. When you get right. back, I'll be here. Yes. Love that. Yeah, I find, I find myself being the same way. Like, I don't feel like I was ever a mom that was like, never grow up, please. Yeah. Like, <laughs> no, grow up. Grow up. Go ahead. Yeah. And and I think when, when you love who your child is becoming, it makes it easier. Oh, my God. Like, I love who my daughter is becoming. Yeah. Like, the other day she happened to be out there. Oh my goodness. Yeah, she was yeah. out with friends, but she's like texting me every step of the way. We're going here, we're going there. And then she just walked in the house, like had her key and walked in the house. And I was like, wow, you're just a whole, you know, a whole, <laughs> a whole, a whole young lady, huh? Yeah, like, okay. You know, and she's kind and respectful and, like you said, just brilliant and thoughtful and cares about people and you know she's pretty close to perfect but she still has things to learn of course like we all do but I just I'm in awe of who she's becoming so I'm like yes bring it on let's see you know let's yes. keep going I'm, I'm ready right. I'm ready to see you Man. thriving out here yeah yes. <laughs> um, you know one thing that I oh, so many things I still want to cover but um one thing that I have been experiencing in this season of my life in single motherhood, because um, I'm divorced also, okay. is, and I don't have somebody to co-parent with right now. Mm. So um, it's just been a challenge for me because I feel like there are so many decisions that I hadn't we really thought about. No, yes, no. you know that we were. We could just go and let's let's. Okay, we're gonna deliberate. We'll be right back. Yeah. And she's like, yeah. one night, you know, was asking to go out with friends and like, so what's my curfew? I'm like, ooh, I hadn't even thought about that. Right. Give me, give me a minute. Give me a minute. Uh, well, Wait a minute. Let me check the. Let me check the. Let me Google that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> let me think about it. You know, or you know, asking me what age can she date and what? And I'm like, ooh, goodness. Okay, well, that's where we are right now. Ooh, goodness. And even right. conversations, you know, I in like the society. That she asked, though. Yeah, yeah. I mean, and we do have good, you know, I think honest and open and transparent conversations. So again, grateful to God for that. But even the conversations, like um, in today's society, you know, I want her to make. I want to make sure that she's feels heard and seen in her own household because I didn't mm. necessarily always feel that way. And mm, that's um, powerful. Uh, and so, about and sexuality. <clears throat> well, we didn't have to, but I brought it up because I'm like, I don't. Right, want it's her better to you be. than society gave it to her. Yeah, and so I'm like, okay, so what are we? <laughs> who, how, how do we identify? Who are we attracted to? Not ready to? yet, right? You know, right? <laughs> <laughs> I don't want you to feel like you have to hide that from me. I don't want right. you to feel like you can't talk to me if you have questions. Right. And so, you know, I'm asking the questions, not fully prepared for the answer, but I'm right, like, right. you know, let me, uh, let me try. <laughs> mm-hmm, <laughs> let, me, mm-hmm. let me try to be, let me try to be prepared. Um, and I think because we had the conversation, regardless of how uncomfortable it may have made me feel. Right. Um, I think it, it helped. Yeah, it helped having the conversation. She, I think she felt like, okay, this is kind of awkward, but I'm glad we're having it. 
Um, but it would also be nice to have somebody there that safe space. Oh my gosh. And like a confidant, like when I go back to my pillow at night, I'm like, well, babe, how did that go? You know, this will be. (laughs) And so I'm finding myself being a lot more, I think, emotional now that I know she's going into her junior. I mean, she's in her junior, but going into her senior year and preparing for college feeling very alone as a parent like Mm -hmm. and this is the the first time like I've actually enjoyed being a single mom for the most part because I'm in control (laughs) right you don't have to run it by anyone (laughs) right but like I definitely saw myself being super sensitive right now feeling like oh my god this shit hurts like this Mm. is hard yeah that's the flip side of being able to be in control not having that as an option Yes, like, oh, okay. I mean, it's all on me. Like, I got to make the best mm-hmm. financial decisions so that right. I can set her up in the right way. Like, I have right. to do, like, yeah. So, exactly. Time out for plan. The, the flip side of it. It's, <clears throat> um. So, kind of going, like, in reverse a little bit, how do you feel, like, what, can you speak to us just a little bit about, like, going through your cancer journey and it's and and I say going because we're always kind of at some point or another we're still going through something as it pertains to it but how was that for you how was that for your children um your spouse like what you know as as comfortable as you are getting into some of it how was that how did that affect well um when I was diagnosed I was diagnosed in April of 2011. At the time, my daughters were three and seven. And so I remember going through the test when I felt the lump on my breast and thinking to myself, oh my goodness, how am I going to get through this? I'm a punk. I have to be strong in front of these girls. And I remember praying. And it was really crazy to me because I'm emotional. Like you said, I'm emotional. Like emotional is my name. (laughs) <laughs> and but I never I never entered a phase of being emotional when mm-hmm. I got a phone call that I had cancer and my I'll never forget my daughter's godmother was over at the time and the nurse called no the secretary called and was like did you get the message and I was like no a message and then the doctor was like oh yeah you have cancer like matter of factly and I was like okay when does treatment start I didn't skip a beat and she's staring at me like what the And I said, well, when does it start? And it was crazy because God poured himself over me. And he, when I tell you, you know how you get one of those good, strong bear hugs? I felt like he hugged me like that the entire time. And so from April 28th to December of 2011, when I was done with treatment, I cried twice. Once because I didn't want to lose my hair. And once because I was on like session four, round four, and it was hurting so bad I couldn't move. But I remember sitting my daughters down and telling them, mommy is sick, but she's going to be okay. But she needs you to be her helper. I need you to, you know, be good big sister, be a good little sister, listen to your big sister, do whatever she tells you. I'm going to lose my hair and there are going to be some times where you might see me throwing up. And but even though I'm going through all of this, I'm still going to be okay if you help me. If you fight, I'm going to get sick. And so they never mm-hmm, fought mm-hmm, the whole mm-hmm, time. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And I remember looking for books for people our color and not finding them. So that's what inspired me to do my first book. 
our mommy had cancer. Not anymore, but she had it. And so my ex-husband, at the time, he, at the time, of course, he was my husband. He was a bit shaken up, but we vowed to not cry in the house. And I would tell him, if you feel like crying, go for a walk. Oh. If I told the girls, too, if you feel like crying, hug each other and then come see mommy when you're done crying. It's because when you cry, it makes mommy sad and mommy can't be sad. Mommy has to stay happy. And so I kept telling him that. And even when I lost my hair and I would put the scarves on, I would, I would talk to them along the whole process. And so we became this solid unit. And anybody sad that tried to come and penetrate our bubble, we would just be like, oh, no, 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 you got to go for a walk. Like even my three-year-old, oh, no sad faces. Mommy's going to get healed. And I caught her a few times on her knees praying, Lord, please heal my mommy because I need her forever. And then she would come to me, mommy, you're going to make it because I just prayed and God said he's going to heal you. Oh, good, baby. <laughs> and so we we made it positive. We bought stickers and we I got shirts made, Team Nika. So we made it something more fun and energetic because a lot of times cancer is such a bad word but cancer saved my life cancer got me out of teaching it was one of the biggest blessings God has given me and he showed me that he's a healer and after the cancer when they told me I couldn't have any more kids well here comes Mr. Rico my miracle baby and so it didn't do to me what it does to some other people like I never entered the why me phase I entered the Okay, you must have some big plans for me, God, because you mm -hmm. know I'm a punk and you gave me this big one. So <laughs> what you doing this for? And that's the perspective that I took. And just to piggyback on what you were saying about your single um, life, it wasn't a huge transition for me because I was always the involved parent that could, you know, be there more. Um, I still have their dad to bounce ideas off of. We met at 14. So we, when I, when we sat down to have the divorce talk, I said, we're going to have an amicable divorce. We're not going to be like yeah. baby mama, baby daddy drama. Mm -hmm. We're going to communicate. I'll never take these kids from you. You want them, come get them. You have access to them when you're ready and in a position. You could have them and I'll visit them. Or we could do 50-50. We don't have to let the courts decide. We can have adult conversations. And now I'm entering a new phase because I'm dating. And so now it's like, okay, when do I introduce the kids to him? And he has to meet their father to make sure if we go to another level. So now it's a whole, a whole nother bag. Of, my daughters are both like, I don't want to hear about them. I'm, I'm team daddy. And I'm like, okay, well, you're going to have to go live with your daddy if I decide to <laughs> right, live right, with right. him. So you do you, boo. But I'm not going to stop my life because yes. you got a daddy and you don't want, uh-uh. No, mommy, mommy is here. <laughs> she coming back in full effect. I love that. Um, we had a little um, section where you were talking about, I think, how your ex-husband approached the cancer. It was breaking up really bad. But that's okay because I want to hear about this new situation or I want to comment on this. <laughs> I feel like that is another I, what that made me think of is motherhood is evolutionary man always and always evolving it's there's so many layers because it is it's like okay we have the times that we were married because I, I was married my, my daughter doesn't really remember us being together because we were divorced when she was so young but um, then there's the time where 
yeah, I wanted to be amicable and he didn't. <laughs> right. So he he that entered dynamic. that phase when he found out I was dating. He definitely did. Oh, he definitely yeah, entered that phase. <laughs> He's gotten over it. We we talk about healing and, and self-love and reading all this. I even recommended a few books to him the other day. I love it. I love it. Like you said, because we're adults. I mean, at this point, at this point, we are adults. We need to be able to have these, you know, uncomfortable, crucial conversations. Um, Absolutely. But it is that's another layer when you are a single parent. The of the extra layer of now having to consider, okay, I'm dating someone. I'm really feeling this person, or I'm not. Mm-hmm. The, one of I'm the things that. I, okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Um, <laughs> we're going to talk <laughs> offline about this, all the details but um, <laughs> um, yeah I actually I think one of the things that strengthened me and my daughter's relationship is I am very transparent so even if, when yes. I have dated people in the past that she has known and then we break up I just explain to her like like you were saying about with your kids about the cancer it's like we have to talk our kids through right. it our parents were a part of the generation Close the and, door. and their parents mm-hmm. yeah sweeping under mm-hmm. the rug and mm-hmm. you know and it's like no well then nobody it has emotional intelligence if you do that nobody has coping skills if you do that we have That's to the teach truth. them how to be able to accept the wins and the losses we need to That's be able right. to talk through all of this stuff so that they don't grow up trying to navigate it and figure it out on their own or having somebody else tell them how they should be you know, you know or it. act or react and um, so I love that you you said, look, okay, well, your, your daddy ain't, ain't but a call away, honey. Yeah, right. Okay, so. <laughs> honey, you want me to help you pack your bag? Because <laughs> I can be there every first and third weekend of the month. Man, I think you <laughs> Man we could just Zoom and FaceTime. I love you. All the, all this but um, I got to put me somewhere in that equation. Like she's, like she's my, my baby girl is 15. I have a hot three years left in her. A good hot. So, yeah. No, sis. Mm-mm. I got to put mm-hmm. me first, first Lucius. Mm-hmm. I got to put me first. Sometimes. Sometimes. <laughs> okay. So, as we're wrapping up, what's some advice that you would give to someone who is a new mother or someone who desires to be a mother? So, I'll start with the new mother for your for the new mothers get rest don't try Mm. one of the things I failed at is my daughter would nurse all night and sleep all day so I would be up nursing her all night and be up cleaning all day and then I Mm -hmm. that's how I got into the postpartum depression because I was delirious rest Mm -hmm. with your newborn baby it's okay Mm -hmm. to take naps it's okay to take a longer bath than usual to get a break love on them listen to them talk to them be a safe space for them for those aspiring to be mothers i would say make sure that you fully love yourself and you're not a half um i know the bible says that the two shall be one i don't think that that means you should be half a person i believe that you should be a whole person and know who you are before bringing someone else in because they're looking at you and more of talk than talk Mm, love that love that <laughs> um, <laughs> this has been so 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 good so fun I can't believe the time is up I know Thank I have so, so I was much. so nervous I got up and put on a cute outfit <laughs> did my little edges 
you look good, you feel good. And I'm like, okay, let's go. I love it. I love it. I love it. I'm hoping by next year we will also be doing um, a visual version of the podcast so everybody who's listening can also see us. Um, But yes, I wanted to make sure that we got, I've been wanting to do this season about motherhood and I'm so grateful that you joined us. So thank you you. for having me. Honored. Thank you. And I'll be there in May. So make sure you send me the information. Yes, and for those of you listening, Ronika is talking about the adversity but make it sparkle women's conference. The theme this year is um, Broken Still Beautiful, and so I'm super excited about that. Um, next week, we will have another guest on the show, so stay tuned. And as always, be good, make good decisions. I love you, and I'll talk to you next week. Bye, Ronika. Bye. Bye.